Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking newspaper for the week ending Saturday 17th of December 2022. Today is the turn of Team 4 with the addition of some relief readers. This is Graham and your other readers are Mary and David. We welcome David who is a new member of Team 4. The editor this week is Mary. Many of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhampstead and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. The headline this week is Rail Numbers Still Down. This and other stories to follow. Here is the news. Hello, this is Mary. Train station usage in decorum remained below level seen before the coronavirus pandemic last year, new figures show. Office of Rail and Road figures show 2.6 million passengers entered and exited train stations in decorum in 2021-22, up from 809,500 the year before, but below the pre-pandemic levels of 5 million in 2019-20. Across the country, passenger numbers rebounded from a pandemic drop in 2020-21. An estimated 1.8 billion visitors entered and exited train stations in Great Britain last year, more than double the 690 million visitors the year before. But this was still well below the 3 billion passengers who used stations in 2019-20, before the pandemic. The ORR's estimates of station usage are taken from the rail industry's ticketing and revenue system, Lennon, with some local ticket data. Adjustments are made to make the estimates as accurate as possible, the regulator said. ORR Director of Planning and Performance, Feras Alshekia, said, It is heartening to see passengers returning to travelling by rail following what was a difficult period for the industry during the pandemic. There's still some way to go in order for station usage figures to return to pre-pandemic levels. Once again, it's important to thank all those in the rail industry who continue to work hard to help people travel safely and with confidence. Transport Think Tank, the Institute for Transportation and Development Policy, said it is positive to see numbers rebounding, but that there is still a long way to go. Jacob Mason, Research and Impact Director at the ITDP, said, As we recover from the pandemic, the time for a major investment into public transport is now. Of the four stations in decorum, Hemel Hempstead was the most used station, with a million visitors, while Apsley was the least used, with 327,000. The Department for Transport said it was pro- it was providing more than 16 billion for funding for passenger services since the start of the pandemic. A spokesperson added, we now need to reform our railway to reflect changes in travel trends and restore financial stability. Hello, this is David. This Christmas, the Salvation Army want to reach out to the people who are suffering the most by bringing joy and hope into their lives. With the current cost of living crisis, 
Thousands of people are expected to turn to the Salvation Army for help this winter. In over 650 communities across the UK, they will be doing all they can for them, whatever their circumstances. This year, they will be supporting people at Christmas by providing Christmas lunches and companionship to older people living alone giving Christmas food parcels to families who are struggling to afford a proper Christmas lunch, distributing toys to children whose parents are unable to afford presents this Christmas. Locally, the Salvation Army is once again offering a Christmas luncheon in Waterhouse Street to those spending Christmas alone. If any of our listeners would like to take up this offer, they must telephone 253-607 promptly. This luncheon would include being picked up and returned home. Please ring 253-607 promptly. Planned engineering works and union strikes mean that Decorum's railways will come to a halt over the festive period this year. The news is another blow to commuters who have been hit with strikes throughout the year amid disagreements over pay between union members and rail operators. The National Union of Rail, Maritime and Transport Workers, RMT, has called for further strikes that will see more than 40,000 rail workers walk out over the course of this month. Here is when to avoid the trains in decorum this Christmas. An RMT strike is currently taking place and affecting trains in and out of Tring, Berkhampstead, Hemelhempstead and Apsley. This is due to end on Saturday, December 17. There will be a very limited service in operation with some routes not running. While the strikes do not officially take place tomorrow, Thursday, December 15, morning services will start later than usual due to the knock-on effect of industrial action. The passengers are warned that the first services on some routes may be very busy. In the new year, more strikes will take place on January 3rd, 4th, 6th and 7th. London Northwestern Railway's advice to customers is to only travel if their journey is essential and they have no other means of transport. The RMT said there will also be an overtime ban across the railways from December 18 until January 2 meaning RMT will be taking industrial action for four weeks. Online journey planners containing the most up-to-date strike dates are available to view. More than £31,000 has been raised for decorum charity, DENS, after more than 100 people braved the cold for a sponsored sleep-out. People gathered at Hobbs Hillwood Primary School in their homes and offices to, and in their homes and offices to sleep rough in support of dens. The money raised will help vulnerable individuals and families facing homelessness and poverty. Participants who were wrapped up in thick layers and sleeping bags slept under the stars with only cardboard boxes for shelter. A tenant in a Hemel Hempstead flat says his estate agents left a potentially fatal hole in his doorstep for days. Alec Biswell says the gaping hole in the steps 
in front of the Alexandra Road property was left exposed for days and could have caused a serious accident. But the estate agent says it sent contractors out at the first opportunity after being reported. Alec explained, there's no light on the step. I had to put Christmas lights around because anyone could have killed themselves in that hole. He alerted the team at Squires Estates on Saturday, November the 26th. He explained, I said, you're going to have to get someone to go and put a warning sign and cover it up before it gets dark. And no one came out until the Monday afternoon. The director of Squires Estates in Hemel Hempstead, Jeanette Squire, said the company acted on the first business day after receiving the report. She said, Contractors were instructed and attended the property the same day to make it temporarily safe, whilst the speciality replacement step was ordered. The issue was acted upon at the first opportunity after it was reported. On Monday, November the 28th, the hole was taped off ahead of repair work. But 53-year-old Alex said, You can see there are more cracks, but with this weather coming, if they don't do something soon, the whole lot's going to collapse again. Two sixth formers from King's Langley School directed a sign language video to celebrate International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Samira Iqbal, who is King Langley School's first ambassador championing students with disabilities and learning needs, and Sahar Abdul-Jabbar produced the piece, which is signed throughout. Samira said, Coming from a South Asian deaf family myself, I thought it would be a great idea to compose a video of our staff and students signing British Sign Language. Several warm banks or spaces are taking in people in decorum who cannot afford to heat their homes, new figures show. The figures come as a leading anti-poverty charity cautions that hundreds of thousands of people on low incomes are at risk during the extreme low temperatures hitting the UK. The soaring cost of fuel and basic essentials has led to the rise of so-called warm banks, locations such as churches and libraries which people can visit if they are struggling to afford heating. Warm Welcome, a campaign group, has compiled a map of warm spaces across the UK with six open in decorum as of December the 1st. The charity said nearly 2,700 warm banks were open across the country at this time, including 247 in the east of England. They come in various shapes and sizes and may provide other support such as food, hot drinks and internet access. The charity says that more spaces are opening every day across the country and that it is working hard to register new organisations that are helping out, meaning that the real figure could be higher. David Barclay, manager of the Warm Welcome campaign, called it unacceptable that people are being forced to decide whether to heat their homes or eat. But he said that the response from civil society has provided cause for hope, 
with the number of warm spaces rising significantly from just 350 at the start of October. Mr Barclay added that warm banks could also have a role in the fight against loneliness in the UK, providing vulnerable people with community support. The figures come as a cold snap grips the UK. The UK Health Security Agency issued a cold weather alert last week, saying that those at risk should heat their most used rooms to at least 18 degrees Celsius, wear extra layers and have plenty of hot food and drinks to keep warm. But a new report from the Joseph Roundtree Foundation, an anti-poverty charity, estimates that more than 700,000 people on low incomes across the UK cannot afford these necessities. Rachelle Earwaker, a senior economist at the Joseph Roundtree Foundation, said that vulnerable people were having to wager their financial health against their well-being during periods of dangerously cold weather. She urged the government to help everyone who needs it this winter, cautioning that energy bills are still almost double what they were at this point last year, even with the government's energy price cap. A spokesperson for the Department of Leveling Up, Housing and Communities said, We know the pressures people are facing with rising costs, which is why we have continually taken action to help households by phasing in £37 billion worth of support. You can find a warm space on the Hertfordshire County Council website. Holy Trinity Leverstock Green is appealing for nativity scene figures to be given back after the cutouts were taken from the churchyard last week. The Reverend Lizzie Hood said, have you seen these crib figures? Sadly, someone took them from the churchyard just as we were preparing for our nativity crib festival. She said the church has an advent window trail in the village. The trail encourages children to complete an activity sheet of all the window displays. A teenager from Leverstock Green has organised a low-cost Santa trail around the village for families to help raise funds for her upcoming student leadership trip. Grace Hurrell, 14, set up the activity for children and their parents to get involved on a Friday, December the 16th from 4.30 to 6pm. For £3 per child... Families can walk around the village meeting elves and figuring out a special password to share with Santa at the end to get a prize. Grace explained, I thought that this year when many people can't afford to pay for a very expensive grotto or Christmas experience, they have the option of this, which is fun for the whole family. She added, lots of houses in the village are beautifully lit up and the church has its advent trail running so that there are lots of things to look at when walking around. The trail was first started by the Hurrell family in 2020 and Grace has taken it upon herself to organise the event this year. The Longdean student needs to raise £3,000 for her expedition to Borneo in the summer of 2024 for two weeks of trekking, conservation work and camping. 
Grace's mum, Kim, said starting year 10, and with this world challenge, she does seem to be growing in confidence again, which is lovely to see. It's good to see this development of her personality into an actual young adult. Hertfordshire Police have released an image of a person they want to speak to after a swastika symbol was spray-painted on a garage in Berkhamsted. Officers are looking for people to come forward if they recognise the person pictured, who they believe could help them with their inquiries into the racially aggravated criminal damage in Bridgewater Road. Just after 10pm on Saturday, October the 22nd, a group of young people targeted a property on Bridgewater Road where a swastika symbol was spray-painted on a garage. Police have only appealed for help this month and Police Community Support Officer Joey Brown said, We are releasing the image of this person as they were in the area at the time and could help our inquiries. If this is you or you recognise them, email joey.brown at hearts.police.uk Keeping your home well insulated in winter to combat the rising cost of living is vital if you want to keep your energy costs down. To help you install the correct insulation for your home, consumer expert Angela Terry has launched the Big Loft Insulation Drive to encourage millions of households who do not qualify for government grants to insulate their lofts and keep the heat in this winter. The National World Weekly Your Time Going Green environmental columnist said the aim is to motivate homeowners to act quickly by explaining how much money they will save on heating bills and how relatively straightforward it is to insulate your own loft. Even after paying for insulation, households will make their money back in energy savings within two years and quicker if they still install insulation themselves, said Angela. Angela added that the Eco Plus scheme announced by Grant Shapps is welcome, but the majority of households who could insulate are not covered by the plan and without insulation will pay to heat the sky. Environmental scientist Angela said a quarter of all heat in a house is lost through an uninsulated roof and homeowners could save £355 a year on energy bills in a typical semi-detached house simply by adding loft insulation. She added, you don't need planning permission, it won't make your home look any different and you can fit loft insulation yourself in a weekend. Think of it as putting a warm cosy bobble hat on your house, keeping all the heat inside. Angela is urging the millions of homeowners who won't qualify for the Eco Plus scheme when it is launched in spring to prioritise fitting loft insulation and start saving money this winter. She said, the welcome, the news that the government is proposing a public information campaign on how to save energy and that grants to some people are set to become available in 2023. For practical advice on loft insulation, visit onehome.org.uk forward slash lofts. The family of a man from Hemel Hempstead who died after being hit by a car have paid tribute to him. Robert Cluley, known as Bob, 
died on December the 2nd after being hit by a black Toyota Yaris on the A405 North Orbital Road. Mr Cluley was on foot and died at the scene. His family said, Our much-loved dad, Bob, leaves behind a brother, five children, nine grandchildren and a newborn great-granddaughter. He was a true gentleman and would always help anybody. Nothing was too much trouble. A London black cab driver for well over 30 years, he was well respected amongst his wide circle of friends. Top of the world Bob was a Chelsea fan and kept everyone entertained with his expert analysis and continuous stream of jokes and stories. This is a huge loss for us and for everyone that knew him. We'll never know anyone like him again. Rest in peace, Dad. The collision happened at around 5.50pm on Friday, December 2nd. Anyone with information is asked to report it online at hearts.police.uk forward slash report or to call 101 quoting 613 of 2nd December. A student from King's Langley School has planted a tree in memory of the late Queen Elizabeth II. Jack, the form captain for 7A, submitted a funding application to the Friends of King's Langley School for the oak tree. On Tuesday last week, Jack was joined by his parents, Mrs Stickley, Miss Scanlon, Miss Fillimore and Mr Tubbs for the ceremony. Jack said, She was a promise of destiny, kept now at the end of the Elizabethan age. King's Langley School remembers her. She was one of the greatest leaders the world has ever had. He added, Hopefully, his Royal Highness King Charles III will be a green king. As a committed environmentalist with a long history of campaigning for better conservation, recycling, fashion, organic farming and tackling climate change. This is likely to sit well with the more eco-conscious British population of all ages. With Christmas around the corner, researchers surveyed the nation to reveal the 35 things which made Christmas in Britain magical, with simply being with loved ones coming top. Putting up the decorations were also high on the list, as was settling down to a Christmas special episode on the telly together. Despite them polarising the nation, sitting down to sprouts on Christmas Day is one of the highlights of the festive period. Getting dressed up on Christmas morning, tasting that first mince pie, sharing a massive tin of chocolates with a festive film and enjoying leftover sandwiches on Boxing Day also made the final list. The research from M&S Credit Card also reveals that Brits like to play board games, can't get enough of the scent of the first Christmas tree and are proud to wear a Christmas jumper. M&S Bank Head of Customer Value Management, Paul Stokes, said... It's great to see just how much there is that makes Christmas feel like a special time for so many of us, whether it's the first mince pie of the season, sitting down to Christmas dinner, 
or shopping while listening to festive carols. There is so much we look forward to as a nation. Our research also indicates that many Brits are confident they'll have a fantastic Christmas, even if they may be planning to spend a little less during the festive period than last year. Many have been making an effort to not only save up, but also look for ways to be more savvy when it comes to their festive spending too, whether that's starting their Christmas shopping early, setting a budget, or earning rewards on their festive purchases so that they can earn vouchers to save money on their shopping in the new year. Primary school students from Hemel Hempstead will have their artwork shared with members of the armed forces who can't be with their families this Christmas. <clears throat> the youngsters were two of four young winners whose art was selected by a panel of military personnel at Northwood HQ, Hertfordshire. A snowy winter scene with nighttime sky, Christmas tree and deer was drawn by year four winner Poppy from Lime Walk Primary School. She also included a crown, poppies, the symbols of each branch of His Majesty's Armed Forces and other things which reminded her of 2022 in her picture. The drawing created by Lizzie, a year six pupil from Chambersbury Primary School, depicts a Christmas dinner, complete with turkey and all the trimmings, with soldiers ready to dine together. A corgi sits at the head of the table next to a crown. Organised by Hertfordshire County Council, the 10th annual competition saw submissions from 780 children across 29 schools. They will all be shared by those who are serving away from their families. Chairman of the Hertfordshire Armed Forces Covenant Board, Councillor Terry Duree said, The Hertfordshire Heroes Christmas Art Competition is always a wonderful display of creativity from primary schools in Hertfordshire and our 10th annual competition was no different. We are grateful to all the children who entered for their hard work on their artwork, which will bring cheer to military personnel this Christmas time. Colonel Clint Reed, commanding officer of Northwood HQ, said, The Northwood HQ were very impressed by all the artwork and commend participants for their hard work, imagination and attention to detail. A charity which supports young people has been given £1,000 in donations from the team at Amazon in Hemel Hempstead. John McEwen, site leader at Amazon in Hemel Hempstead, said the Prince's Trust provides a crucial lifeline to young people who are at risk of falling behind their peers and we commend their work. He added, we hope this donation helps to give our young people better opportunities. Patricia Sergill, an employee at Amazon in Hemel Hempstead said, The Prince's Trust is a fantastic charity that supports young people and I'm pleased Amazon is boosting its efforts with this donation. Alex Fleming, 
Head of Business Development at the Prince's Trust said, we are committed to building the confidence of young people in Hemel Hempstead and beyond and want to thank John and his team for supporting the development of their community by offering us this donation. And now for some imminent diary dates. Hanukkah is from 18th of December to the 26th and it's a Jewish festival of lights celebrated with customs such as lighting the Hanukkah, a, a candelabra with nine candles, prayers and tasty food. Then there is the BBC Sports Personality of the Year on the 26th of December when the BBC honours the top sports stars from 2022. The Rotary Santa Sleigh 2022 is on its way. Santa will be visiting a street near you until the 23rd of December. Come out to see him in your street or at one of our static venues. We are not knocking on doors. Please come outside to greet us. This year, to donate, you can text Hemel Santa 2 to 70085 to donate £2. Or text Hemel Santa 5 to 70085 to donate £5. Visit our Just Giving page, which can be found at justgiving.com forward slash campaign forward slash Hemel Santa 2022 or just simply drop coins in our buckets. Upcoming events. Saturday 17th of December at Tesco's at Jarman Park from 1800 to 1630. Saturday 17th of December at Woodhall Farm, 1730 to 1930. Sunday the 18th of December at Tesco Jarman Park, 1930 to 1600. Monday the 19th of December at NYSA Local, Crabtree Lane, 1630 to 1730. Monday 19th of December at Corner Hall, 1730 to 1930. Tuesday the 20th of December at Frogmore Road, 1630 to 1700. Tuesday the 20th of December, Apsley, Lawn Lane, 1730 to 1930. Wednesday the 21st of December, Liberty Tea Rooms, Bank Court. 10 o'clock to 1500. Wednesday the 21st of December at Abbots Langley, 1730 to 1930. Thursday the 22nd of December, Sainsbury's Woodhall Farm, 0800 to 1630. Friday the 23rd of December, Sainsbury's at Apsley, 0800 to 1630. 
and Friday the 23rd of December at Gade Bridge, 1730 to 1930. All timings are dependent on spectator turnout and the weather. This week in history. December 14, 1922. John Reef was appointed General Manager of the fledgling BBC. On this day last year, survivors and the bereaved of the Grenfell Tower fire took part in a silent walk in memory of their loved ones and in a call for justice more than four years on from the deadly blaze. December 15, 1991. More than 470 people drowned when a ferry carrying Egyptian pilgrims sank in the Red Sea. December 16, 2010. Rare first editions of Ian Fleming's James Bond spy books sold for almost £30,000 when they went under the hammer at Dominic Winter Auctioneers in Gloucestershire. The book that introduced 007 to the world, Casino Royale, sold for £19,000. And to continue, December 17th, 1986, Mrs. Davina Thompson created medical history when at Papworth Hospital in Cambridge she was given a new heart, lungs and liver. December 18th, 1952, Bill and Ben, the flowerpot men, were first seen on BBC TV along with Little Weed. December 19th, 1915, legendary singer Edith Piaf, the Little Sparrow, who began singing in the streets when she was a teenager and lived a life of lovers, alcohol and drugs, was born in Paris. Her song, Je ne regrette rien, summed up her outlook on life. And on this day last year, Millennium Dome architect Richard Rogers died aged 88. Top Google Searches 2022 the Queen's death was the top trending news event of the year. Her passing and funeral were also the subject of three of the top four trending questions of the year. Puzzle game Wordle, the World Cup and the late Queen have been revealed as the top trending search topics in the UK during 2022. Top three trending sports searches are the World Cup, Australia Open and the Africa Cup of Nations Football Championship. Top ten trending searches also included Ukraine, lateral flow tests, Russia, Quardle and Johnny Depp. Now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries, what's on, letters to the editor and any more news. Some news from the Macular Society. Initial findings have shown the majority of people with late stage dry age related macular degeneration, AMD, would welcome eye injections as a way of slowing down its progress. The findings were explained at the November 2022 My Macular and Me webinar by Jamie Enoch, a research fellow and PhD student at City University of London. 
The study explored how a group of 30 patients with dry AMD really feels about the possibility of regular eye injections. Results showed that 60% would have an injection. However, 27% of participants were unsure if they would want to have injections and 13% felt they were unlikely to accept treatment if it were immediately available. The study was prompted by the possibility that two drugs may be about to be approved for treatment of dry AMD, pexetacoplan and Zimura. And continuing this item, Phase 3 trials conducted by Apellis Pharmaceuticals have shown that injections of pexetacoplan resulted in a significant reduction in the rate at which the cells of the macula degenerate. Ivoric Bio has also welcomed encouraging results from its Phase 3 study of Zimura. It has also been shown to reduce the rate of progression of dry AMD in its late stages. At the moment, there is no form of treatment or management for people with dry AMD, unlike patients with wet AMD who have a range of drugs available. Professor Crabb of City of London University acknowledged, we're actually on the precipice of a first dry AMD therapy, while Christiana Diner, a consultant ophthalmologist, added, we now have treatments which have got to the final stage of clinical trials and are being discussed about coming into the clinic. They have demonstrated unequivocally a better response of slowing progression over time but not halt the disease in its tracks or restore vision. A follow-up UK-wide study of 300 participants with dry AMD will follow in 2023. Free listening devices for people with sight loss in the UK. As the cost of living crisis puts more people under strain this winter, a leading sight loss charity is encouraging blind and partially sighted people across the UK to claim their free, specially adapted audio device. Research shows that people living with sight loss are more likely to be, be hit harder by the cost of living crisis. British Wireless for the Blind Fund, BWBF, provides a range of easy-to-use devices for free and for life to blind and partially sighted people across the UK who might otherwise struggle to afford them. Sophie Jones for BWBF said, Radio is a lifeline for people living with sight loss, keeping them in touch with the world as well as their local community. Sadly, costs and difficulties using off-the-shelf devices can mean that people with sight loss sometimes struggle to access the same audio content most of us take for granted. Our equipment is free, easy to use independently, and everyone who gets a device will have full support setting it up. And to continue, BWBF's range of devices includes digital radios, devices with CD and cassette functions, portable radios and a memory stick player. And to qualify for free radio or audio device, people must be registered blind or partially sighted, live in the UK and be in receipt of a means-tested benefit. 
If you or someone you know is interested in a BWBF audio device, please contact Sophie Jones at sophie at blind.org.uk or phone 01622 754-757. People can also browse BWBF's full range of devices and apply online at blind.org.uk. Anyone who does not qualify for a BWBF device on free lifetime loan scheme can purchase one from BWBF's sister company, which donates all its profits back to the charity. To find out more, go to bwbfdirect.co.uk. The obituaries in the Gazette this week are Jenny Vinson, aged 80, and Gladys Doreen Witten, aged 98. May they rest in peace. Trustees notices for this week include Marion Taylor deceased. <clears throat> Any persons having a claim against or interest in the estate of the above named, late of 40 Crouchfield Hemel Hempstead, who died on 10th of the 8th, 2022, are requested to send written particulars to Taylor Walton LLP, Fornicroft House, 107 Hollywell Hill, St Albans, Hearts. AL11HQ by 15th of the 2nd 2023. Peter George Eason, deceased. Any persons having a claim against or interest in the estate of the above named, late of Alexandra Nursing Home, 46 Alexandra Road, Hemel Hempstead, who died on the 12th of the 4th 2022, are requested to send written particulars to Picton Solicitors LLP. 11 High Street Tring, HP 23 5AL, by the 15th of the 2nd, 2023. What's on? Films at the cinema this week include The Polar Express 2022 reissue, Avatar The Way of Water, Home Alone, The Nutcracker and the Magic Flute, The Silent Twins, Violent Night, Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical, The Menu, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Strange World and many more. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. Family Theatre. The Night Before Christmas at Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead, from December the 20th to the 24th. On the night before Christmas, Emily stares out of the window, hugs her teddy and waits excitedly for the morning, while in the corner, a little mouse called Eddie can't understand why only humans are allowed to get presents. So he sets off in search of Father Christmas to find out for himself. Along the way, he dodges the family cat, gets directions from a cowardly robot and is given some unexpected advice from the magical fairy on top of the tree. 
Find out whether Eddie will get an answer, Emily will get her wish, and what that funny-shaped present sitting under the tree might be. Visit oldtownhall.co.uk to book or for more information. Also on locally is A Christmas Carol at the Roman Theatre at St Albans from December the 1st to the 23rd. Theatre company OVO presents a special one-hour adaptation of Charles Dickens' classic tale, telling of Ebenezer Scrooge and what an array of ghosts teach him about Christmas. Visit ovo.org.uk to book or find out more information. Finally, Pantomime. Beauty and the Beast at Watford Palace Theatre from December the 3rd to the 31st. The Watford Palace Theatre Panto has been bringing Christmas cheer to audiences since 1908. This year, reuniting the team behind last year's smash hit Dick Whittington and his cat. Visit watfordpalacetheatre.co.uk or call 01923 225 671 to book. Court Theatre Limited in Tring presents two pantomimes. Dick Whittington and his cat by Ian Gower and Nick Russon. The team at the court present their annual typically tring pantomime Dick Whittington and his cat as a follow-up to last year's hugely successful Covid comeback show Cinderella. While there is not a soap star in sight, this pantomime features an abundance of local talent with over 45 years experience producing traditional family pantomimes. Boo and hiss the nasty rat as he tries to spoil Dick's plans and cheer on our heroes. Everyone that wants to gets to join the cast on stage for a sing-song at the end as a stunning finale, something the kids will never forget. Performances on Tuesday 27th of December until Monday the 2nd of January, 1.30pm and 5.30pm, price from £12. Or also at the Court Theatre, Adele Peters... Performing Arts School presents Jack and the Beanstalk by Ian Gower and Nick Russon. Performances on the 8th of January only at 12pm or 4pm. Price from £8. Family activities in historic settings. Christmas at Hatfield Park until December the 31st. Hatfield Park's new Christmas light trail is now open. The installation is part of a spectacular collection of illuminations which transform the 42 acres of gardens and parkland where Queen Elizabeth I spent much of her childhood. Designed by Culture Creative, a mesmerising fire garden is composed of hundreds of flame heads interspersed with lantern trees by Mandy lights which echo the timeless beauty of Victorian-style street lamps. The brass effect shades shimmer in bright gold with electric flames inside the lanterns. Visit christmashatfieldpark.ctickets.com to book. Also, Ashridge House illuminated until January 2nd. Gaze at fields of fire, walk through tunnels of light 
and be mesmerised by dazzling displays of colour and sound everywhere you turn during the 45 to 60 minute trail at the former Royal Palace near Berkhamsted. Visit ashridgehouse.org.uk for details. Now for some news of a membership scheme at the Watford Palace Theatre. Become a Palace Pal. Becoming a Palace Pal for just £30 per year saves you up to £60 on tickets and unlocks exclusive perks and offers available only to the very best friends of Watford Palace Theatre. Your Palace Pal membership means that you are helping Watford Palace Theatre to stage amazing work from classic drama to exciting new writing and to work in and alongside the local community. The Palace Pal membership includes a £5 discount on tickets booked for up to six shows per year, a beautifully crafted Palace Pal member keyring, 10% off all food and drinks at our cafe bar upon presentation of your keyring, a special birthday treat from the Watford Palace Theatre family, priority booking for selected shows, free ticket exchange and a membership that lasts for 12 months. Contact details are telephone 01923 225671 or email sales at watfordpalacetheatre.co.uk A future date for your diary. For those with green fingers, the BBC Radio 4 show Gardener's Question Time will be recording at the Court Theatre in Tring on Wednesday 11th January 2023 at 6.30pm. The cost is £5 to include 50p commission. A question form will be emailed to ticket holders ahead of the show. Another future date. Come and sing with Tring Choral Society. Monday, January 16th, 2023 at 8pm in Ackerman Street Baptist Church. The choir will be holding a choral workshop on Monday 16th of January at Ackerman Street Baptist Church in Tring from 8pm until 9.45. We will be rehearsing the beautiful Requiem by Gabriel Fauré. Everyone is welcome and no experience is required. Admission is free and music will be provided. If interested, please contact Margaret on 07426 771 226 or email membership at tringchoral.org.uk Letters to the editor this week include this one from Derek French by email. I have become aware of local unrest at the pace of closures of banks in Berkhamsted and on my information after the recent announcement of NatWest closure, the town will have only one bank, HSBC, and that already reduced to cash services branch status. 
As a long-term resident of Harpenden, I see we are to share a parliamentary constituency and an acknowledged independent expert on bank closures and, in particular, bank hubs, which the banking industry is slowly and reluctantly putting in place, I thought it appropriate to alert readers to the opportunity and offer help to your council or any activist group that has become established in the town. Voluntarily in Hertfordshire, I am advising Harpenden Town Council, we are down to the last two banks and HSBC is to close next year, and also Ware Town Council, lost all six banks and planning to apply for a hub. Nationally, my advice to Barton Humber Town Council in Lincolnshire, which lost all four banks, has recently helped in the award of a bank hub, now at an advanced stage of planning. The successful bank hub pilot in Rochford, Essex, speaks for itself. The counter and machine facility is available to customers of all banks every day and the scheduled days for individual banks are for personal face-to-face discussion on one-offs which we all have to face from time to time. The initial ones are run by Post Office Limited for systems reasons only but do not offer post office services and are quite separate to any post office in the town. A reminder that Berkhampstead's NatWest Bank will close on January 25th, 2023. Another letter from Chris Carter by email. Europoser. The polls seem to suggest that the majority of the population now think that Brexit was a mistake. If this be so, how come none of the main political parties are coming out for rejoining? At the time of the referendum, almost all politicians thought leaving Europe was a bad idea. For the answer, you have to see how it looks from the point of view of the Europeans. Boris Johnson, as Prime Minister, made a binding agreement on Northern Ireland that he either did not understand or did not understand and had no in- or did understand and had no intention of sticking to. For the Europeans, there is now a profound lack of trust in anything to do with the British, just as we tend to tar all members of other countries with the same brush. So Europe will now not trust a British government of any political party. So negotiating a return to Europe is probably a non-starter. Europe isn't perfect. A single currency for the whole of Europe is probably unsustainable and the individual countries are as concerned as the UK about immigration. A supper club is being launched in Kings Langley through the coldest months of the year in response to the cost of living crisis. All Saints Church Hall will play host to the initiative, which will take place every Wednesday from 4 to 6pm from the 7th of December through to the 8th of March 2023. A hot meal, which will be served on a free or pay-as-you-can basis, will be laid on every week thanks to a host of volunteers from around the village. In addition, warmth, good cheer 
and a chance to socialise with others will also be on offer. Named the All Saints Supper Club, it is open to anyone from the village and surrounding areas who is feeling the effects of the current cost of living crisis. Organiser Andy Ragg said, This idea stemmed from a conversation I was having with Father James about ways the church could help struggling parishioners as we go into the winter months. Advanced booking is encouraged for logistical reasons, but not essential. If you would like to attend the supper club or would like to volunteer your services, please email james.a.mcdonald at live.co.uk or telephone 01923 263 823 or 01923 262 405. A basketball coach who campaigned for the Northridge Way Court to be renovated says Decorum Borough Council repeatedly missed him out from coverage of the opening. Hemel Sharks Community Basketball Club founder Ken Corbin had pushed for the court redevelopment for nearly 12 years and was approached by Witten Electrical when the company wanted to invest in the community. But he was dismayed that the winter edition of the council's Decorum Life magazine made no mention of him as the campaigner and instigator of the redevelopment. Ken said, I am truly dismayed that in a time where ethnically diverse role models and community champions are so important, they fail to mention me or the club. They see more focused on their own propaganda. A decorum, decorum Borough Council spokesperson said, in May 2022, we opened the refurbished Northridge Way basketball court funded by the council and sponsorship from Hemel Hempstead firm Witten Electrical. At the time of opening, we thanked all those involved in the project, including coaches Ken Corbin and Adrian Maroge, extensively across our communication channels and at the opening. The short article in our print version of Decorum Life Winter Edition publicised the facility of Northridge Way Basketball Court and does not list all those involved in its development early this year. But we would like to reiterate our thanks to everyone involved in this project, including Ken Corbin. Neither of the media releases from the council about the refurbishment mentioned Ken. He said, I had to get that corrected too. Time for some football results. Hemel Hempstead Town were left frustrated after their game at Farnborough. Fell foul of the weather. The planned fixture was postponed due to an icy pitch after failing an early morning pitch in inspection. It meant the Tudors were unable to build on their midweek 1-0 win over Bath City. Elliot Romaine hit the winner in front of a crowd of 273, Boss Mark Jones said, It was a pleasing result. We're delighted with their points after not winning for three games. A bit of pressure was on the group and myself and we gave an honest performance. There have been tight games here where we came off on the wrong end of it, but tonight it was our turn to come away with the three points. Berkhamsted Football News 
The cold weather meant frozen pitches wiped out almost all of Saturday's games, including Burko's scheduled trip to Biggleswey Town. An exception was at Ware's artificial pitch, where Burko's two closest rivals met. Biggleswade FC got a late goal to draw 2-2 with Ware, which meant they both dropped two points. Harlow Town have withdrawn from the division for the season due to problems with their artificial pitch. Their league record has been expunged from the table. Burko now miss out on the three points they won at Harlow earlier in the season. But as Ware and AFC Dunstable lost to Harlow, those two move closer to the comrades. On Saturday, Berkhamsted will be at home to Welling Garden City in a league match kick-off 3pm at the Glen Carr Community Stadium. The visitors have just signed Jordan Kenoshi from Berkhamsted. Just a reminder that there will be no news from the Decorum Talking newspaper team for the two weeks that include the 25th of December and the 1st of January. We will be back with Team 5 for the week ending 7th of January 2023. We would like to wish all our listeners a very happy Christmas and every good wish for a happy, healthy New Year. We're coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 8.05 and 15.53. Don't forget, for those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemmel.org.uk. And for those listening to this week's news on Memory Stick... Please remove your memory stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Turn the label over and post it back to us at the Aderfield Community Centre, the Queen Square, Hemel Hempstead, HP2 4EW, using any Royal Mail, postbox, no stamp is required. Thank you for listening. Until the 7th of January, it's goodbye from all your readers, the editor and Jake, your technician for this week. <laughs>